0: We often believe that our nonprofit work is the only work that we have, and we are totally 100% false. We have families that we need to take care of. We have education. We have children. We have jobs, and we have so many other things except our nonprofits to take care of. So today, we're going to be talking about how nonprofit affects families. So stay tuned.
1: You're listening to the Nonprofit News with Dr. Shanifa Early.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Nonprofit News with Dr. Geneva Early. And today we're going to be talking about nonprofits and families. And today I have a special guest with me, uh, Mr. Charles Early Jr. <laughs> oh.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me here.
0: Um, the reason why I'm bringing on Mr. Charles is because, um, he is my husband and he has been dealing with the fact that I started a nonprofit, um, in 2010. Um, and he's been right there with me, but But having a nonprofit has affected our life. It has become a major part of our life. And I just wanted you to hear it from somebody who has lived it. He has been involved in this for 10 years and from the beginning and, we need to understand that when we start this nonprofit, we're excited, we're happy, we think this is the best thing since sliced bread. But it affects our family, so I wanted you to hear from somebody who can give it to you straight with no chaser. Okay, so, Mr. Early, can you first tell me what did you think when I said, "Hey, I want to start this nonprofit for Atlantic's Cancer Awareness in honor of my mom"? What was the thing that went through your head?
1: Okay. Uh, honestly, first, I'm like, oh, what? You know, because I'm not, wasn't familiar with a nonprofit, what they entail, just what it is in a, as a whole. And she, when she said that she wanted to come up with this, when she wanted to build this nonprofit in honor of... Betty, God rest her soul. Uh, when she said to go, she wanted to go on ahead and do this nonprofit for, you know, to dedicate it to to Betty Harris. I was like, um, I was thinking, what? But then again, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, mm, okay, that's unusual, but okay, let I'm all for it. Let's see where it goes, and also. It might sound a little biased, but I told her I i whatever she wants done, do it. Just like the gym shoe just do it.
0: And and he did. He he said, just do it, whatever you want. I, I have to say first of all, um my husband puts up with a lot of my shenanigans. <laughs> no matter who, what I want to do or where I want to go, he's that type of person that stands by me. He says, okay, let's try it because nothing hurts but a try. But you don't get there always. You don't, you don't have that support sometimes from all of your family members because I've had family members say, I, I loved my, um, mother, aunt, cousin, whatever, but why are you doing this? And why are you trying to raise money in her name? And why are you using her for that type of thing? So everybody wasn't hip hop array, Yay. For, uh, starting a nonprofit or it was how much money can we raise? And, They didn't understand you don't really raise a bunch of money in a nonprofit for real. You use your funding for programs and community, (laughs) not to line your own pockets. And so how did you feel like every time when we first started the nonprofit, matter of fact, it was like a, a cash cow. It was Honey, I need some money for this. Like, I need to be a 501c3, so I need $600 to pay the accountant who's going to help me form it. And I need another $600 to file it with the IRS. <laughs> I need, you know, printers yeah. and computers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, at first, you know, as far as monetarily, I'm thinking, I gotta pay what? What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. But then again, I look at it and I could just say, thank God I'm able to help facilitate this. That's the only way I could really look at it. I'm not looking at it like, oh, I got it. Oh, man, you taking money out the house. No, no, don't even need to be thinking like that because once you start thinking like, oh, taking money out the house. Oh, you thinking, you thinking. Me, 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 me. No, this ain't about me. It's not about Geneva. I'm not saying like not discounting it, but I'm saying it's about a greater good. It's about what the mission is, what we're, what's, what's being done within the Betty Harris Foundation. It's what's being done there. That's the only way to really look at it, and. Like, okay, just got to do what I got to do. And sometimes money is not like just coming right in. Sometimes it has to come, it's, you know, out of income from the house. And again, thank God I'm able.
0: Well, I'm, I'm thanking God like that. that you're able to <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people don't have that. They don't have somebody who will work. Oh. And while you're trying to follow your dream, they don't have somebody who's willing to, you know, finance it or pay for it. Or
1: Or even, you know, people that even like support the idea, you know, because we got people that we know, people that we're close with, not saying names or nothing, but it's like they think spending money out of their pocket, you know, I'm like, so then I have to go and think, you know, I'm almost before I go ahead and almost have the worst case of Tourette's known the to man saying, who are you to go and say, all I can say is, okay, maybe I made a mistake saying this to this person, keep it to yourself, treat it like Vegas, what happens there stays there. And we just go in and keep it moving. I'm like, okay, yeah. And just say something that'll just pacify them, basically shut them up and just keep it going.
0: Because you can't share your dream with everybody and you can't share what's going on with everybody because they don't see it the way you see it. I once heard from my daughter because my family has been very supportive because they know what I'm doing. Um, she told me, mom, that is your dream. That is not everybody's dream. So they're not going to be excited about what you're doing. When you when you say, I got my determination letter saying that you're a 501c3, they think, well, what changed from yesterday then today? Like they don't understand what that that means to you and the excitement of it all. They just think, okay, that's going to be another uh way to spend my money, or you're going to ask me for donations or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it really is, it's hard because I've had to have a lot of time, um, in, in, in the room, in my office, um, you know, trying to figure out this plan and this plan and, and do this and do this. And I miss birthdays and I miss, you know, parties, uh, and, and that's hard too.
1: Sometimes date night, <laughs> that it's a sacrifice.
0: Date night was me flipping through documents while we supposed to be watching a movie or something, or we go out to dinner and I'm, uh, hun, I need you to just go with me to this party over here because I need to network with people <laughs> instead of date night. <laughs> and it's, it, it I can tell it was hard, and I knew, I knew. It was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be this hard sometimes because having to ask my husband and my children, my grandchildren and my friends. Hey, can I be excused on this one? Because I need to go out of town to this conference so I can learn this and this and this. You know, we I've spent a lot of time in these last few years. My friends are, hey, come on, let's go hang out. And I can't because I got a board meeting or. You know something like that, and it's it's not fun because you have to have board meetings when it's convenient. Sometimes for your board, not just for yourself. And so I know sometimes you're like, really. My husband had to sit in the office while we're in the boardroom because he's <laughs> waiting for me.
1: Yep, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's true. And it's like, it seemed like I'm like, oh wow, oh man, and almost trying to act. Like- It almost seemed like being like a kid, like, oh, I'm bored. I'm ready to go. But it's the other thing about this. Sometimes it takes sacrifice. And usually if it's something you really love, you're passionate about, some sacrifice going to be involved. It it sounds, you know, sounds easy, easier said than done. But it's like it takes time. You know, for me, actually, actually, just witnessing everything that's being done, as far as the paperwork, the logistics, the mission, doing all this, and sometimes she think he ain't looking, he ain't paying attention. I actually do pay attention to it. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, and I'm like in awe. That's the only way I can put it. And other than that, it can't even be put into words. Besides that, and I mean, I give credit where credit's due. She is, she's doing it, and and doing it
0: well. Thank you, Mister Early. You're so wonderful. And I'm not just saying that
1: because I'm sleeping
0: with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really. I'm <laughs>
1: oh, sorry.
0: So it's it's uh, the reason why I really wanted to do this. Um, um episode of the podcast of nonprofit and family because it's one of the considerations that we have to really make are you ready to miss the baseball game are you ready to be up and have a 9 to 5 then a 7 to 10 and, uh, you know, uh, 11 to four, are you ready for those days and nights? Are you ready to sit up in classrooms and learn how to make a business plan after you done went to school all day and teach your kids all night and fix dinner and, you know, watching your grandkids? Oh no, you, I'm sorry, baby. I can't be there because like, are you ready for those things because that is what you, you're going to have to experience. You're going to have to experience all the things that you wouldn't have thought you had to experience because it's still a business. You're going to have to sit and read and write. Like literally after I got my degree, I was like, I'm not reading anything. You know, I was just joking because I know I still have to read and take tests and, you know, do all of the things. But I was like, I'm tired of looking at books, but just be I got, backstory. I have a doctorate in management with a concentration in nonprofit leadership. So I know how to run a nonprofit, but I did it because I have been running my nonprofit and I've been doing it on my own and I needed some help to teach me how to do it because people don't understand a nonprofit is a whole different animal. We bridge the gap between for-profit and government. And so we we have to do those extra you know things. If you have a food pantry, you're not cooking the food. You want to get the food from a somebody else, packing it in your car, having your husband and or wife and children lift the boxes, and then deliver it to auntie, uncle, miss down the street. You know that kind of thing. Because I know many times you done packed up and sat at tables and everything. <laughs> putting
1: it together and. And find out, oh, well, take it to A, B, C, D, and E. And then like, okay, I'm done with that. Okay, here's F through N. I'm like, what? <laughs> Said there's more, but it it doesn't stop. It's not like it's not like no bankers hours. There's no can't say it's nine to five, and it's not the same thing all the time. It it happens. It's and it's not, it's it's ongoing.
0: It is always ongoing, and in our nonprofit was Larynx Cancer Awareness. And because of the state of the world right now, we can't complete our mission, which is educating and people about Larynx Cancer. And in that process, we did head and neck screenings and we did conferences and that type of thing. And we can't do any of that because, of course, we can't touch people to do the head and neck screenings. We have a food pantry, but we can't really do the food pantry. Um, We are still doing our chemo care kit program, but that's seasonal. So we had to revamp and regroup and and figure out what else we could do to get our mission out there. And you have to know sometimes in a nonprofit, you have to shift gears don't be scared to move your nonprofit from your original mission to something new. We literally have went from larynx cancer awareness to community service. We've become a community service organization. Thus the name changed from Betty Harris larynx cancer awareness center to the Betty Harris foundation, because we still honor my mom, but now it's a whole new mission. So we're teaching people how to, um, understand their own nonprofit work. We're doing programs like the hat Not I hate project um, for anti-bullying and a lot more community-based types of things to get it. And so then that requires the family to shift gears again.
1: Oh yeah. That's yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, it's kind of funny, but I mean that in a good way because yeah, just like Dr. Early had just mentioned, it started out as the Betty Harris Larynx Cancer Awareness Center. Now it went to the Betty Harris Foundation. Is like having to switch from can't just go and do this now because again the pandemic, the pandemic hit, which changed everything up. I say just about changed the world up and. Having to go from just dealing with head and neck screenings and the other stuff, along with um, learning care or awareness, now to going basically doing like kind of like outreach, yeah. if you will, you know, just doing that and still providing a service for the for the public at large.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's that, that move and that shift that we had to make. It's not something that a lot of people can even handle. I've known a lot of people, nonprofits, to just break down because they could not make the shift. And a family couldn't handle the shift because now we're not just, you know, basing on larynx cancer. Literally, the books that we used was discontinued. So we'd have no... Um, we have no material except what we can get online and there's little things. So we had to decide to either close the nonprofit or make a shift. And we made a shift, but in that shift, what did it end up doing? It once again, it ended up costing money because in the shift, um, just like the hat, not hate project, we had to, buy the equipment to make the hats. And then we had to buy the yarn to make the hats. We had to solicit help to get the hats made and we're doing all the things. And that's just one project and you have different programs and stuff. And so those things cost time and money and energy and, you know, that type of thing. So if your family is not willing to come along with you,
1: you might, you have to make that tough you have to make that tough decision. Sometimes I have to say, okay, they're not going to be with you. You have to just kind of, you know, I love you, but I'm have to cut you loose and I'll get back to you when I'm done with this. That's the only, putting it in a nutshell, that's the only way you might have to do it. Sometimes there's those that are either you're on the way or you're in the way. Got, that's the only way to look at it. It's, it's kind of tough to put it that way. But on that note, hey, it's not personal. This is business.
0: This is business. It's community. And you can't help people if you have people in your way, even if it's your family. And don't be afraid to say, I can't do this with you right now, but give me a week and maybe I can be with you. You know, you got to tell them, be honest. Don't duck them and dodge them and, you know, get mad because of whatever you
1: say, so you got this commitment. I got to take care of once this done, I'll get a, hey, I got you.
0: And they're going to be mad. Your family is going to be mad. If you don't know how many birthday parties, like literally I'm the Nana who never goes to the birthday parties because I'm always, you have that birthday party on the exact weekend of every single financial fundraiser that i have like do you plan this no matter what even in the middle of the week my my uh daughter-in-law has birthday parties for her children on their birthday and i be doggone do every year even on a tuesday night is some kind of fundraiser with somebody and we got to be there like they literally be like nana not gum and she gonna send us the money though (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah. They they already know, you know, we have to make special arrangements. We we have to celebrate Christmas sometimes two days later because I'm in the middle of doing some type of giveaway fundraising activity. I've you know said we're we're sponsoring our family or something, and I'm with them. So it's it's hard, you know, yeah. especially with the young ones, they don't understand. Luckily, my, my grandkids have grown with the nonprofit, and so they know.
1: They they don't like it, but the elder grandchildren, they understand.
0: They understand, yeah.
1: It's just the, the little ones, they like,
0: Anna not coming? Granddaddy not coming? We're going to be there, but we're going to be there 10 minutes before the it's over. Before y'all go home <laughs> with your gift. <laughs> That's it. And so, you know, we're not making light of it at all, but we're just trying to explain to you, like, think about your family. It's one of the things you have to think about. And on nonprofit news with Dr. Shneva early. I want to get to the tough questions. I want to talk about the real deal of nonprofits, not the yes. sugar-coated version of, you know, you're going to have a nonprofit and you're going to get grants from everywhere. That is stuff is not true.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be all peaches and cream. There's going to be some, there's going to be the tough decisions made. Sometimes you might run into a little bit of opposition. You might run to a version. aversion. It may happen. but. Again, it's already been said. If it's something you really love, there's going to be some struggle involved. If it's something you really love, it ain't going to really be work. Yeah. You know, But you just got to love what you're doing and do what you love.
0: Exactly. Well said, Mr. Early. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye. Uh, next week will be on nonprofit structure. And I know that's what's supposed to be um, this week, but Mr. Early was available to do this podcast for me today. So that is the reason why we're doing this one and not nonprofit structure. But next week, we're going to be able to talk about all those things, bylaws, by uh, board members, just job descriptions and things like that. And I just want to say thank you to Mr. Early for coming on and talking about nonprofit and families and being candid and not just like sugarcoating and telling you everything is going to be wonderful and you're going to have all the monies, but no, he, you know, came to let you know, this is the real deal, the real (laughs) deal. Thank y'all so much for having me and I will see you talk to you next time. Thank you for joining Nonprofit News with Dr. Geneva Early. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please like and share.